This is Untitled MMA. Untitled MMA Podcast. It is March 27th, 2018. Took a week off last week. Uh, we didn't watch the fights. So wasn't a whole lot to talk about anyway. And uh, so yeah, we decided to take a week off. Um, a lot of fight news to get into. But before we do that, I am Buju. I am Brendan. I'm Bryce. Uh, first thing I wanted to get into, Colby Covington and Rafael Dos Anjos for another interim title fight. Interim title for some reason. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with Tyron Woodley, if anything. Do you? I think he's been hurt. I think he hasn't fought in like eight months. Something like that. Can you get closer to your microphone? Yes. But, um, yeah, just uh, see, it's a topic all the time in MMA and on this show and everywhere else. These unnecessary interim titles all the time. Uh, I mean, Tyron Woodley hasn't fought, but do we know if there's, we don't know if there's anything wrong with him. I assume he's probably going to fight again soon. Uh, it's at two, UFC 224. Is there another title fight on that card? Is this just to get a title on the line? I think that's Noon or Pennington against Yeah, Nunes. Weird then. I don't get it at all. If you already have a title on the line, you have a title on your poster, and it seems like interim titles are normally for that extra bump in pay per view draw or whatever. You already have a title on the line. I mean RDA and Colby Covington is a good fight by itself. You don't really need the title for that fight to be a draw. So what's the point of it? Maybe to I don't know what the fight schedule is for that, but maybe that's the main event, and they wanted to have a title fight for the main event instead of making. I don't know. I think in the policy though, the policy in the past has been if there's a real title and interim title on the line, the real title is the main event, and the interim is the co-main event. And I feel like Nunez Pennington's been marketed as a main event. If they if if both of them are on, then I think the Nunez fight should obviously be on the main event. Yeah, I, if that's the case, I do agree that that should be the main event too. If not, I'd be kind of shell shocked. Be shook. Um, I don't. I haven't heard anything about the fight order, nor that it's been really pushed either way. I feel like we should already see a fight poster, seeing as how it's a month away, right? I have something. I feel like I said. I just forgot that the Nunez Pennington fight was even happening. I, I guess all the hype around two twenty three, uh, kind of overshadowing two twenty four. But I feel like two twenty five is also being talked about more than two twenty four. And speaking yeah. speaking of 225, you, uh, Robert Whitaker said today that he will not fight if Yoel Romero misses weight. So are you worried about that happening? No. I think that it was a one-time thing because he did come in late yeah. as a substitution. And like I said last time, I don't know how intense his camp needs to be in order for him to hit that. The dude is jacked as all get out, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, Romero was in wrestling forever. Like you said, this was the only time he's missed weight that I know of anyway. Uh Yoel's a professional. I think he'll show up on weight, and that fight should happen. I'm more worried about Whitaker getting injured than I am Romero missing weight, if that makes sense. Or or uh, Romero getting injured because he is like 40. Yeah, he's 62 years old, but let's not put that bad juju <laughs> out there. Uh, and speaking of old dudes, Shogun said that he deserves a title shot 
if he beats Vulcan Uzdemir. Buddy, come on. Please. What are we talking about, Shogun? Get but, it together. Jeez. The, the sad thing is, in that light heavyweight division, that's not an insane thing. As yeah. shallow as that division is. Mm-hmm. Is he ranked right now? Do you know? I assume he's probably ranked just because the division's garbage. I mean, you can look it up. Um, yeah, I'm going to look it up. Uh, DC is fighting Stipe next, so I assume Gustafson is right around there for a title shot. Manoa just lost. Who did Manoa lose to? He lost to oh, Blackowicz. Yeah, so, yeah, that division's a mess. I mean, do you have any interest in seeing Shogun fight for a title, Brendan? <laughs> no. <laughs> And it's the crazy thing about Shogun. He's like, he's only like thirty-five years old or something, but it, he feels like he's one hundred and nineteen years old. As a, he's thirty-six, um, he's twenty-four and ten in his career. He's coming off. Oh, he's got a three-fight win streak dating back to twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. His last three fights have taken three years. <laughs> who, <were> the, <laughs> who, who did he beat? He beat one of. Rogero Rogero Noguera. I don't know if that's Big Nog or Little Nog. Little Nog Probably Little. Yeah, right? Anyway, yep. Um, Corey Anderson and then Jean Vellante last March. Not exactly a murderer's row of wins. Even exactly. with it being three in a row. Mm-hmm. And before that is two losses, I assume, by KO to Dan Henderson and OSP. So what's he ranked? Actually, OSP could have been Von Flew. He's ranked seventh right now, which is absurd. I mean... But Three wins in that division. It's not that crazy. Mm-hmm. The fact that Shogun Hua could be getting a title shot in 2018 is crazy, or 2019 based on his schedule. But um, Isn't he old too? 36, Bryce said. But, he's, I mean, in fight years, he's older than 36. He's more like 47, <laughs> at least. Yeah. It, I was shocked when I saw that he was only 36. But I definitely, for one, him beating Vulcan is very unlikely because Vulcan is... Yeah. I don't think it's very likely. Um, I think even if he would get it and knock him out in the first round, I don't believe he would get a title shot. Have we seen Vulcan Uzumir's ground game at all? Because I feel like Shogun probably definitely beats him in that category. Well, I, I also already like... don't remember how he lost to DC. Did he get starched? Yeah, he got. I think he got rocked, and they ended up on the ground. DC finished him from the crucifix. Remember elbows and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, we don't really know. Is uh, Shogun have good jiu-jitsu? Uh, yes. I mean, it's okay. not like he's not one of the top ten in the world or anything, but I assume it's probably better than Vulcan Ustamir's. I literally always assume every Brazilian is good at jiu-jitsu. Then again, he got it's submitted. Bad. He got submitted by Chael Sonnen, so. Yeah. Let's just give Chael Sonnen the next title shot. I think. Yeah. Everybody's on board with that. Brendan, especially. I don't care. But <laughs> what, speaking of what, what's going on with the MM, the Bellator bracket thing? I don't even haven't been updated uh, on it at all. Uh, Mitrione won the last fight. The next one is Fedor and Mir. I think that's not till in April sometime. Also, it's well spaced out. Yeah. It's there's one. There's one in January, February. There wasn't one this month, I don't think. And then it's April and May. I don't know why they spaced it out so far. They should have done uh, one, two fights a month, January, February, and then like the semifinals start in April or May or something like that. But, um, yeah, Chilson is winning that thing too. He's going to win the Beltor heavyweight belt and the UFC light heavyweight belt. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Uh, that fight is April 28th at the Allstate Arena. Yeah, I knew it was in Chicago. 
Um, that, the shell I mean, fight? It's interesting. No, Fedor and oh. Frank Mir. I'm going to say shell. You'd probably end up if going. If Chael was fighting in Chicago, I'd be there. If I was by myself, I would go. <laughs> I believe that. And speaking of old heavyweights, Josh Barnett cleared by USADA after 15 months. He got cleared. No wrongdoing. He had to wait 15 months for that to happen. He's now 40 years old. Hasn't fought in, I, I don't know when his last fight was, obviously longer than 15 months ago, but found no wrongdoing, and he had to wait 15 months away from MMA. That's ridiculous. I mean, I understand you're trying to clean the sport up, but when you're costing guys, I don't know what's, if it's worse that you cost him, cost somebody a long time in the middle of their career for your own bad, or if you're doing it at the end of their career when it's time for time to cash checks and... Uh, get yourself into a good position to go into retirement, but I don't. Taking away that part of a guy's career, just ugh. I I can't even put it. In, it annoys me so much that the people that are supposed to be making the sport better are taking away from athletes at such an important time in their career. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you know if he's still under contract with the UFC? His last fight was September of 2016. As far as I know, I haven't heard anything otherwise. I mean, he's big in Japan, so he could go fight in Ryzen or whatever. Uh, Bellator would gladly take him. So he'd still be making a living somewhere, even if it isn't the UFC. Granted, yeah. I guess with uh, an USADA suspension, he could have went to Japan anyway, so he probably still is under UFC contract, I would assume. Um, because, I mean, they're still on his pay. They're still on the UFC page, and his last fight in September of 2016 was a win over 2016 Andre Orlovsky, which Oof. was... Not his best, but it was a fight of the night performance. I feel so like he was, maybe I feel like he went on a streak of winning one, losing one, winning one, losing one there for a while. No, yeah, he did in his second UFC stint. One win, loss, win, loss, win. Yeah. Suspension. All that. The only one that sticks out is when he almost got murdered by Travis Brown's elbows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was really. That that's where the phrase "hit him with elbows, hit him with bows" originated, right? I assume so. Legendary untitled Sheesh. quote that nobody's That's ever heard. December of 2013. And then, uh, speaking of heavyweights, Anthony Joshua. This UFC is rumored to be offering Anthony Joshua a $500 million deal, right? That was all the details, really, was $500 million, right? Right. So, when I originally read the headline, I was under the... Anthony Joshua was the heavyweight champion, boxing heavyweight champion of the world, by the way, Brendan. Um, yeah, you guys sent me a picture or video. I'm like... Cool. Yeah, I just, it just now hit me. Brennan probably doesn't know who Anthony Joshua is, <laughs> but um, uh, like you guys were like fascinated, and I'm just yeah, he's y'all. I right. mean, he's probably top five draw in boxing, I would say, but he's, he's not really he's not really a draw in America though. It's mostly in the UK, yeah. Yeah, because he's London, dude. Bryce is our resident boxing expert who also knows nothing about boxing. <laughs> yeah, I only know like four names. Yeah, same. But, um, I mean, he's a big deal because he's the heavyweight boxing champion. So the UFC offered him a $500 million deal. I was under the impression that it was a fight in the UFC, and I thought that was really weird. And then it got brought to my attention that it's probably for the Zufa boxing promotion that they're starting. Uh-huh. Uh, but as much as he's talked about fighting in MMA, I kind of assume that part of that deal is going to be at least one UFC fight, no? I mean, if it happens, it probably won't. Because if you do the math, it kind of doesn't really work out in his favor for him to sign a five hundred, even a $500 million deal with the UFC because you can probably get a better deal with an actual boxing promotion somewhere or boxing promoters or what, however that works. Well, they said if he signs this, he'll be the richest uh, 
British boxer of all time for one, or maybe the richest heavyweight boxer, something like that. Um, but when you think what when I did the math, it's like unless he's also getting pay per view points or whatever, we also don't know how the deal works out because if, if it's quote unquote worth five hundred million dollars, that could be factoring in pay per view percentage and all that. It couldn't. That's not necessarily here's five hundred million dollars for this deal. It could mm-hmm. be it could be worth up to five hundred million with pay per view percentage and bonuses or whatever else. So it might not necessarily be five hundred million dollars guaranteed. Um, but my thought is, if they offer him five hundred million dollars, and that's what he gets, I mean that's his deal, and it's I don't, ten fights, whatever it would be. I assume he could probably get more than that um, with a salary fight winnings, and pay-per-view percentage with somebody else. I mean, We don't know what the details of the deal would be, but I don't think the UFC is going to give him $500 million and a pay-per-view percentage and bonuses and all this extra stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe if they want to really make a splash in boxing. Um, I, I don't know too much about how boxing promotions work to know if that's a really astronomical number like i'd want to look at like canelo's deal with um golden glove right or golden boy right um but if they are really serious about it i mean he's like the one guy you can get because all the other top draws are locked up because uh vasil lonachenko the dude that's like super light and murkin dudes yeah he like has his stuff on espn so i assume he has some sort of deal that works out with them or whatever whatever Yeah, he's with Top Rank, who has a deal with ESPN. I do know that much, which is Bob um, Arum's thing. I feel like Bob Arum is an unsavory character, at least in <laughs> I feel like everybody in boxing is an unsavory character. <laughs> Dana White included. Yeah. Um, it, it's a big... I think it's a big move, potentially. I don't, I don't know. If it happens... I could see him talking about doing an MMA fight. I don't think he will end up doing one because he would really get murked. Do you like, do you think that he would though if he fought like I mean they're going to put him in there with a striker. Maybe mm-hmm. Francis Ngannou or something like that. Do you think even somebody who strictly strikes in MMA with I mean a very if you're in MMA you have a very basic knowledge of the rest of the sport I would assume. But right. if you're if you put him in there against somebody who's primarily a striker and you say give him a year or whatever to get ready, do you think he would get absolutely murked or do you think it would be a closer fight than that? I guess it depends, like how. I mean, I haven't seen. I also at the rest of it. I assume Anthony Joshua's pr- a pretty good uh, puncher, considering he's yeah. heavyweight boxing champion in the world. But I've never seen him, so it's not like I know his skill set really well or anything. But I feel like he hits really hard. I've seen a highlight. You're video. that good of an athlete, and you're beating heavyweight boxers. You at least stand a chance in MMA, especially somebody who's in his prime. Not talking like James Tony or anything like that. But and mm-hmm. again, MMA stand up isn't boxing. Like boxing, right. you can't throw like all these certain punches. You can't right. throw kicks. You can't throw elbows. You can't throw knees. You can't. There's so I, much things that you all I'm saying do. is I don't think he goes in there and gets embarrassed. I think he could probably go in there and make a good showing of himself. Unless he goes against whoever the heavyweight champion is, yeah, whatever he went that in is. there against Stipe, who's ar- arguably uh, probably the best all-around heavyweight right now. I mean, obviously he's the champion of the world, but I mean his ground game is striking. I think he's right up there with everybody, so I would say he's probably the best overall heavyweight. Um, and I probably think that Anthony Josh would get beat up pretty bad by Stipe. But if you put him in there against Francis Ngannou, who's a striker. Maybe a Derek Lewis who doesn't like to wrestle or somebody like that. I don't think he's just going to get like slaughtered. 
I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know anything. I, I guess it really depends how bad they are at the rest of it, because I don't know how good Francis Ngannou would be against like Anthony Joshua if he tried to shoot for a takedown. Who do you think has a better chance, Anthony Joshua against Francis Ngannou in the UFC or Francis Ngannou against Anthony Joshua in boxing? You know? I'd say the UFC, because Ngannou lasting... I agree. 12 rounds. Ngannou going 12 rounds would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, probably Joshua in the UFC, because I feel like his cardio is pretty good. Yeah. Boxing cardio is crazy. I mean, yeah, they're just throwing punches, but that's like 36 minutes if they go the whole distance. I assume Anthony Joshua's probably late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. So he's probably. I think he's like mid 20s. Like he is in his athletic prime. And somebody so young, he's going to pick up skills quicker than uh, the other boxer who's been rumored or has been talking about MMA, Floyd Mayweather. Um, I think Anthony Joshua's going to pick up the skills that you need for MMA faster than Floyd Mayweather could. Not saying he would be like the champion in a year or anything like that. I'm just saying he'd probably pick it up faster just because where he's at in his athletic career. So Plus, he would be moving into a division that isn't as full of uh, well-rounded athletes. Yeah, exactly. Because say what you want about the heavyweight division, but you don't have dudes uh, throwing wheel kicks and leg kicks like you do at lightweight, featherweight, bantamweight, wherever Floyd would want to fight. He would Floyd, I just want to say this, would get absolutely murked by probably anyone in the top 25 to 30 yeah, in a, any was, of those divisions. I was just thinking, I, I would probably pick at least half of those three divisions that Floyd could possibly fight in. I'd probably pick at least half of those guys over Floyd, if not more. Yeah. Brendan? I don't I don't even see him having a chance at fighting boxing. Like I don't see it happening, so I'm not even going to really speak upon it, but I could agree with you guys. I don't think he would beat anybody that's even worthy. No. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather for CM Punk. Who wins, baby? CM Punk by sub. Punk by sub. Uh, Anthony, we just talked about this last, I think it was last episode we talked about this, whether CM Punk was going to be significantly better or not. For what it's worth, Anthony Pettis, his teammate, said that he's improved a lot. I mean, take that with a grain of salt, but it has been Yeah, stated. definitely look at um, the source being his teammate, and also it literally makes sense if the dude... Uh, had had started from nothing and it's been what probably a year or two since uh he fought Mickey Gall. Uh, I feel like it's like two years. Was when, Gar- it was when, it was when Garbrandt in, won the belt, so that's been a minute, right? Um, right. Am I it was Stepe was the main event. Yeah, I think Gar- wasn't Garbrandt in the co-main event because it was in Ohio. Yeah, it was in Ohio. I don't know what that co-main yeah. was. It was when Stepe beat Ver- Verdum, right? Uh huh. Yes. Wait, Overeem. Because Verdun was in Brazil. It was over. Yeah, there we go. Thanks for listening to the MMA podcast that doesn't know anything about MMA. <laughs> um, Anthony Pettis, we just brought him up. He's fighting at USC 223, what, a week from this weekend. So two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's your boy, Brent. Who's he fighting again? Michael Chiesa. I don't even yes. know who that is, unless I've seen a picture of him. You've seen Michael Chiesa. Hold on. Let me pull up a picture. I know who he is, but I don't recall. Bryce like, speak. I can't picture an image. Um. So, uh, yeah, they're how, fighting. How, how was your nap, buddy? Top, huh? How was your nap, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> it was excellent. But they are fighting. It's I'm pretty sure top 10 showdown in the division, right? Uh, that, yeah. I, think makes I would sense. assume so, yeah. You recognize where, him? And I, rec- I have yeah, a, I recognize him. I have a hot take, a potential hot take here. I think if uh, Anthony Pettis loses to Michael Chiesa, UFC 223, 
I don't think there's anything he could do to be thought of as truly elite again. Pettis? Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, he's only like probably 28, 29, maybe 30. I think he's 30, right? No, he's definitely 28. Pettis? Yes. He's definitely 28. All right, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to say he's I'm 31. Sure we were talking. We know absolutely He's nothing. not in his 30s. All right, Bry- Brendan's saying 28. I'm saying 31. Bryce, are you? don't 30. look. All right. I will put $5 that he's not in his 30s. 31 oh, wow. years old, January 27th, 1987. <laughs> Pay up, motherfucker. Well, he blocked me on Instagram, so I don't even care about his age. Uh, <laughs> tell the story of him blocking you on Instagram, because that's wild. He he um he lost. Uh, who did he lose to? I think that was the championship fight, maybe the fight after to RDA. I think it was a fight that he lost to RDA. He made a post like the next night after or something saying thank you for the fans and his coaches. Just a long paragraph on Instagram explaining his loss and whatnot. So I I read it, got into it. I wrote a paragraph being the most encouraging, spiritual. I don't even know how to describe it. I was being the most encouraging fan and saying, you'll be back, you'll be back, champ. I love you. And I was being, I don't even know how to be. I was being so positive. Uh, about two days later, a week later, I tried to get on his page, and it, and it shows that little symbol of the tower, and I'm blocked. And then I have this app for Instagram where it shows me who's blocked, and then boom, Anthony Pettis blocked me that is the greatest thing ever coming from the biggest pettis fan but listen to this he follows untitled mma on instagram this is this is a new development since last time we did a podcast so let's do a little clip here we'll cut this out of the podcast anthony pettis big time untitled mma fan our guy brendan here at underscore bd2 underscore bd4 underscore bd4 underscore he's you that's your boy you need to unblock him my guy please do it for the show i know you're a big fan you follow us on instagram We all we all know he's listening to this. So Obviously, I, yeah. I'm going I'm going to cut this clip out and post it an Instagram clip. So Anthony Pettis, please unblock underscore bd four underscore on Instagram. <laughs> oh, Instagram's bd two underscore bd two underscore. All right, you make your plea to Anthony Pettis for him to unblock you on Instagram. All right, Anthony Pettis, this is your one and only Brendan Davis, big fan, love you. And since you're the number one fan of Untitled MMA, thanks for following us on Instagram at Untitled MMA. One thing I will say is you need to get rid of that buzz cut, bring back oh, the Mohawk. Boy. Now you're coming at him. You're trying to get unblocked and you're coming at his hair. <laughs> yeah. All right. But no, this, this, is, this is totally just for the fans of his appeal. I don't know how to say it. All right. Let's but, start over. <laughs> all right. Instagram, yes. follow me, underscore, BD2, underscore, or unblock me. I'll, I'll be happy with an unblock. And then Twitter, we can you can follow me or we could stay mutual at underscore BD4 underscore. All right, Anthony, this is your guy. You need to do this. You're a big fan of Untitled MMA at Untitled MMA on Instagram. Thanks for following. You need to unblock our guy, Brendan. He's your. This is your number one fan. I've seen him very sad after you lose. seen him very happy after you win. So unblock our guy. Anyways, m- moving on. Uh, your boy, Bryce Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. He said, oh, I, I ate tainted meat. Get the fuck out of here, Canelo Alvarez. You buy this, don't you? Dude, I, all I'm saying is I want the fight to happen. You That's stink. all I'm going to say. You believe Canelo Alvarez ate a fucking juiced-up cow, and that's why he pissed hot. <laughs> fuck out of my face. Did you buy the fight? Huh? Did you buy the Canelo uh, fight? No. We were together no. when it happened. Huh? We were together when it happened, and we were watching are you going to buy it next time? Because I know you were in, we were in discussion know. of talking about buying it. I, the reason I didn't buy it last time was because, right, it was close to the floyd Connor fight, and that was a fucking $100. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I might buy this one. I will say, though, I going back to the tainted meat thing, the NFL did send a notice out to their players about tainted meat in Mexico. Mm-hmm. 
That's all I'm going to say. Does Canelo even he, live in Mexico? I feel like he probably yeah, lives in L.A. I'm pretty sure he lives in trains in uh, Mexico. I don't buy For the it. most part. You he buy might this do his shit? camp somewhere else. The end part of his camps. I don't really. close to Vegas. I don't LA. really. I don't really buy it, but and again, I don't, I'm not a big boxing fan, but I was cheering for Triple G, so there might be slight bias. Triple G me. lives in fucking Kazakhstan, and he's doing okay. What do they got going on over there? And, obviously, tainted me, my guy. Not in Kazakhstan. And isn't there controversy on who actually won the fight, or was it just people being people? Yeah, well, it, yeah, because... It was like Triple G clearly won the fight, but somehow it ended up being a draw. Yeah, Are you serious? Draw, that's right. I, yeah, I was th- thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I won. thought one Canelo won. Yeah, I was thinking Canelo won too, but Bryce is right. It was a draw. Yeah, it was a draw, but people were saying Triple G should have won, and it was a whole thing. Bryce' official prediction as a boxing boxing expert. Um, probably Triple G because he kind of whooped him last time, but uh, go Canelo. Nah, Team Triple G here. Triple G, I don't know why, but he looks like a little kid to me. He's... He does look like he looks like a puppet. He has, <laughs> he, he has a 13-year-old face. Big drama show. He looks like a puppet. <laughs> what uh, else we got, man? Uh, that's all I have on the list. If somebody else has something, feel free. We're only at 24 minutes here. Uh, all right, let's, let's, let's play a little game here. Oh, we only got five minutes, so Bryce has to leave. A quick little game. Uh, let's do name association. I'm going to say a name. You say the first thing that comes to mind, all right? Okay, Brendan, you go first. Anthony Pettis. First name that comes to mind? Yep. I don't know why, but just because <laughs> we just talked about it, Mohawk. Okay. Bryce. Bust. Uh, oh. Bust. That's okay. pretty. I didn't realize we were both. Okay. Um, I didn't know the rules of my own game. Cain <laughs> uh, Velasquez. C-level Cain. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. That's awesome. Um, let's go with Shogun Hua. Old, ancient. Fair enough. That was a pretty close answer. Um, oh, I, ju- I just came up with a great idea. Stay tuned next week. Um, let's see. Last one because nobody wants to listen. <laughs> Gone off the rails here at the end. Uh, CM Punk. Go. Tattoos. Punk by sub. All right, we're going to wrap this up because it's falling off the rails, like I said. Um, you can always check us out at EntitledMMA.com to listen to this great podcast that we just did. Uh, our fighter spotlights that Bryce does, uh, throwbacks, all the weird shit that happens in MMA. You can find that at EntitledMMA.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UntitledMMA. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, UntitledMMA. The YouTube is Untitled Sports. So check us out at all those spots. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, Stitcher, anywhere else you can find podcasts. You can listen to that this there. Um, so we don't have anything else, Bryce? It's a wrap. Mercifully. <laughs> <laughs>